Welcome to So Top with Bryn and Rich. I'm your co-host Bryn. And I'm your co-host Rich. And this is a podcast for us to discuss our favorite things, your favorite things, or as our kid would say, things that are just so top. So let's introduce ourselves since this is our first episode. I'm Rich. Uh, I'm a librarian. I am of middle age. And we have a two-year-old together who has changed our lives quite a bit. I'm Bryn. I am also a librarian. I am also middle-aged. Um, I also have a two-year-old with Rich. It's the same two-year-old, we should clarify? It's the same one. We just have one. We're not. It's just one. We're just having the one. All right. Well, <laughs> that's all I got. I don't know. This is my first ever podcast and I really don't know what to say. So this is what you are in for, folks. If you continue to listen, it's going to be Bryn stumbling through a podcast. This is top notch. It's top quality already. Uh, you might even say it's so top. It is so top. Recording this is so top right now. I can tell you that. Uh, so before we get into this week's topic, uh, what's something that's so top that happened to you this week? Well, I think probably the number one thing is that our child went to bed before eight o'clock tonight with no crying and no fussing and no screaming. That was pretty damn good after the week we've had, which included a lot of things that we're not going to discuss on this podcast right now, but it was not good, folks. Let's just say it was not good. Yeah, the steam cleaner had to come out. That's that's a, that's your big hint right there. Uh, yeah, that was pretty miraculous tonight. Um, so mine, you know, there's a couple con- top contenders. There was last night's Dungeons & Dragons session where I rolled a 100 on a 100-sided die and got us out of being murdered by a red dragon. That was pretty awesome. Um, but... I think what's going to take it is also going to be a moment with our kid where after dinner we got out the finger paints and we sat down and we started just painting whatever. We got out the brush, we got out the finger paints and we just started just started painting on things and it was the first time in a while where I just kind of forgot and we just sat down and created together. Our kid is very uh, motivated and determined when given creative outlets. And it's a lot of fun and very relaxing to watch them just go crazy with paints and crayons and stuff. So I think that's going to be my so top moment for this week. And so here you have it, folks. My so top is that our child sleeps. Rich's is that he had a good day with him. We had a pretty good day, I think. We, we, took, <laughs> we took him to the grocery store. He had a blast in that grocery cart and stuff. It was pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, so let's let's talk about this week's topic. Okay. So let me present what the topic is, even though you came up with it, Rich. So this week's topic and the format we're kind of going to take is to pick a category and tell you our top three. And it's not very scientific and it's not based on anything than our own brains. And it doesn't mean that we've exhaustively studied the category because even though we're librarians, we do not have time for that. We have a child. I think you know that. I've driven that point home pretty well. So Rich came up with this first category. And let me tell you, 
It's a brain twister. It is musicals, which we both love, based on movies, which we also love, which were not originally musicals. How top is that? Those are pretty top. So tough. So tough. It's actually a common thing in Broadway right now because people don't really want to go see new things. They want to go see something. If they're going to spend the money on a Broadway ticket, they want to see something that they know is going to be good and know that they're going to enjoy. And what's more enjoyable than seeing a live version of something that you could see in your home any night of the week? Yeah, most likely on DVD or on streaming or something because it's not like they're they're picking like fresh hot movies these are normally movies frequently that are are several decades old by the time they get their broadway translation and uh but everything old is new again yeah and let's dive right in rich i'm gonna make you start first we're gonna count down from three to one of our so tops musicals so what was your number three Let's let's give it a go. We're all, we're also very interested to see if we even pick the same ones. Yeah. So number three, I'm going to come out, come out at you with Little Shop of Horrors. I knew you were going to pick that one. Oh, I'm sure you did. I mean, Little Shop of Horrors. It's got the dentist song. I am your dentist. Oh so God, good. I didn't know we were going to have oh, to no. like sing <laughs> no. things because I'm not. You guys no. don't want that. No, we're not singing. Nobody wants that. But you know that that musical has it's it's got great rock to it. It's got a lot of passion to it and great storytelling, despite its absolute ridiculous premise and it being based off of an old cult horror movie. Uh, if you're not familiar with Little Shop of Horrors, I get out of the rock that you live under and at least go and get a DVD of the version that has Steve Martin as the dentist and Rick Moranis in it and uh spend some time right yeah. down there on Skid Row. Get down on Skid Row. That's uh and That is a good one. I will say we're starting off good though because that one wasn't on my list. Wow. So we have at least one that we don't have in common because as I said before we started recording, we don't quite have the same tastes. No, we don't, but you know that show is is a i'm not even going to call it a guilty pleasure it's just a pleasure i will watch that movie anytime i see it on it may have contributed to my fear of the dentist how about you what's your number three number three my number three is the musical bring it on the musical i saw this on Broadway, because nice. I see everything that Lynn does, even though, as we've discussed, controversial opinion here, Lynn is not the best singer or dancer. Well, guess what? In Bring It On The Musical, he neither sings nor dances. I am an 80s child. So when Bring It On came out in the theater, that was a big deal. Everybody saw it. Everybody talked about it. Everybody, everything, all at once. Um, but the musical, I feel like, does take a nice line away from the straight through line of the teen comedy you still get the teen comedy mm -hmm. you get some lin-manuel freestyling mixed in and let me tell you seeing all those cheerleading stunts live was actually mm, very yeah. exciting i can imagine so um, i also have a good friend who always likes to sing the move get out the way bit so shout out to laura if you're listening 
I hope Lara's listening. She's our pretty much our only friend, so she might be our only listener. <laughs> dear listener, dear Lara, <laughs> dear Lara, we're just really we're just talking to Lara in this podcast. So um, if you don't know her, you should. Yeah, she's pretty much the nicest person on the planet. Uh, so yeah, bring it on the musical. That's a good one. I have not seen it in any form or fashion. I've never actually even seen the original base movie. You've never seen the movie. I've never seen the movie. Or the sequels. No. There's at least one sequel. Yeah. I have seen parodies of it, but I've never seen the actual movie. Are you shocked by my choice? No. Did you know I was going to get Lynn in there somewhere? I figured that would be on there. Okay. I figured. I figured. And I have heard some of the music from, from Bring It On. And while it's a subject that I wouldn't think that I would want to see a musical on, the music is catchy as I'll get out and a, a total jam. Uh, and you get those, the, the rhyming patterns of Lynn Manuel Miranda comes screaming out at you when like he does like a full phrase of a rhyme and then every other word rhymes and then, or then sometimes he just rhymes the same word with the same word and that's okay. Um, but IDK, my BFFLMM. All right, yeah. Rich. Hit me with number two. Number two. I'm looking at my list here. Not that kind of number two. We had enough of that this no. weekend. This one's very close, but I think the producers is going to edge itself into I number two. I also absolutely knew that was going to be one of yours. Yeah. And I... do you think that's one of mine? No. No, it's not. No, because you don't like comedy. You don't like to laugh. Okay, that's a whole other conversation. We're not getting into it here. <laughs> No, uh, the producers, one, the original movie is my favorite Mel Brooks movie, and I think it's the best written Mel Brooks movie of all of them, and I think that's the one that he got an Oscar for anyway, for writing, so that makes sense, um, and his writing, at least back then, I felt, especially his sense of humor that comes through would translate automatically to the stage as it is. I always thought that especially that very long initial office scene between Max and Leo would make an amazing, just one act play. Uh, No need for songs or anything like that added in just the character development, the full emotions that both characters pass through. in that is, is very incredible and a lot of depth for, a slapstick silly comedy about producers that want to scam their investors by making the worst possible show. And therefore they decide to make a a Nazi's uh, love letter to Hitler as a show. Uh, So then you take, and it's also kind of like the, the, the musical is just like one is just like an extension of, of the initial huge joke of the movie of the musical number springtime for Hitler. And then this is like, well, what if we just made an entire show out of that? And, uh, they expanded it beautifully. Um, yeah, I, and then the casting of Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick in the original production is, as close to perfect as I can imagine they'd be able to cast that if you're going to at least cast actors that you have full knowledge of. It's really interesting that the two that you've picked so far 
are movies that weren't original originally movies that weren't originally musicals that were turned into musicals which were then also turned back into movie musicals yes i'm sensing a theme and i'm concerned uh i concerned isn't the right word i'm waiting on tenterhooks <laughs> to see if your third one will follow in the same category i do enjoy the producers but it's not one of my top three what is your next one what's your number two number two is she loves me oh that's a good one the music is so good the storyline is one for the ages whether it's in the little shop around the corner movie or if it's in the oh what was that movie with um oh you've got mail whether it's that sort of premise with this enemies to lovers type of situation happening um all within the jewelry box jeweled sparkling case of uh the parfumerie that's my french accent that's all you get you don't get any more um also uh, this is another one that i did see on broadway in the revival version with Zachary Levi and Laura Benanti and Jane Krakowski. And if you ever get this chance to see Jane Krakowski live, I mean, come on, people, you have to. There were other people in it, too, but this is all I'm saying about it right now. Also, a fun fact is that Zachary Levi is possibly the best person to see at a stage door. Mm. He brings a boombox. He goes through the line. He signs everything. He comes back around. He does selfies with everyone. So that's not really about the musical, but hey, it's an experience. Yeah, I've seen the the movie recording of that production and it is stunning just visually and then actually the music and it's written by the same guy that did Fiddler on the Roof. Music by Jerry Block, lyrics by Sheldon Harnick. Okay. Does that help you any? Would yeah. you the music or the lyrics? The music? Uh, yes. And so like, it, and the, the overture is very distinct sounding compared to other. Yes. Broadway he was the composer and lyricist for Fiddler and also uh, won a Tony and a Pulitzer for Fiorello exclamation mark. Yeah. So I mean, he's got, he's got chops. And that musical, it's an unusual setting, too, for a musical in a, in, a, in a perfume store in Prague. I think it, I think the, the book it's was originally in, like, Hungary. Yeah, it's definitely in But Euro I'm, like, Eastern trying European. to remember if they actually, like, refer to that setting in the musical, and I honestly can't. Yeah, I know it's Eastern European, and so it's a... It's not necessarily a place where you imagine that they would set a Broadway musical, but uh, it's a it's definitely a great pick. So now I feel like it's possible that we have the same number one. What do you think? It's possible. Do you want to say it on the count of three just to see if we've selected the same one? We can certainly try. Okay. One. Two. Three. The band's, band's visit. visit. Oh my God, we really did pick the same one. I knew it. We didn't plan that. I, promise. I knew it. I promise y'all, we did not plan that. I knew it. 
Well, do you want me to pivot to a different number one? Because I can. No, no, no. I do want to do an honorable mention after we talk about this. Yeah. And maybe also note some uh, stinkers that we've seen in this category. <laughs> yeah, that might be fun. But... but first, let's talk about the good one. Oh, my God. The Band's Visit. The Band's Visit is incredible. Rich, have you ever actually seen the movie? I have not. Neither have I. Nice. This might be our next thing. We might have to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, we might actually have to go and watch this. Uh, so... Yeah, the band's visit, man. It is. I remember having to kind of convince you to go see this show too a bit. You like, you weren't. Listen, they played that one song over and over again in any preview or anything live, and I, it's my least favorite song on the album. Yeah, the Omar Sharif song yes, is. I just. It, it, it's a it's good a great song, song but it's, and Katarina Link is amazing. Yeah, but it just doesn't draw you in as, like. The whole other... What is that first song? Waiting? It's just like, as soon as that starts, you're like, holy crap, this is amazing. And Rich, tell us about the weird musical instruments they play. Right, so that's the other thing is that it is... So the story is based around a a classical... um, They're Egyptian band, right? Uh, right so they're egyptian so it's a classical egyptian band so you might be thinking of classical music as in like mozart or beethoven or anything like that but like this is classical egyptian so it's it's traditional arabic music and so they have a mix of instruments that are both western and eastern particularly drumming and string instruments and it is a very unique sound to say the least here on a Broadway show. And then the orchestra is the cast of the show, which is also very unique and a lot of fun to experience. Uh, and just the, the vocal arrangements too are just beautiful. There's a lot of like, like big swells into full choir kind of sound coming at to at you. And then suddenly just dropping back down to a soloist voice and, Boy, the uh, the tabla just, player, man. Oh, I don't oh know, I don't the drumming, know. the drumming oh is just just sucks you right in and just is incredible to listen to. And I think it's also really just nice because it there are all these like funny comedic moments, but it never takes away from the emotional weight of the story that they're telling throughout yeah. it, and that makes all of the music hit home even more. Yeah, and the the root of the whole movie is basically Egyptians stuck in the middle of Israel uh, at a very volatile time in the history uh, between the two countries, um, and the humanity that ends up coming out. the The band is stuck in the middle of nowhere, and this uh, a group of Israelis in the town because they accidentally ended up in this town. Uh, take them in and befriend them and feed them and and just like the humanity of of seeing other people in need trumps any kind of political strife or religious strife that is occurring between uh, the two factions and it's it gets moving and then the the music on top of it is just stirring. And then the acting that we saw in the production was phenomenal. Um, it's it's incredible, and I hope that that show continues to exist, even though the the orchestra is going to be tough to cast in this one. 
Yeah. I mean, I think we both really enjoyed it when we saw it. Uh, clearly, we got to see the movie. And if you haven't listened to the uh, original, original Broadway cast album of the band's visit, definitely give it a listen because it's highly enjoyable. And I think you get a lot out of it, even just from listening to the recording without necessarily having to see the production because of the musicality, as Rich mentioned, of the different types of instruments and the influences of various types of music. So what I want to know from you, Rich, is did you have any honorable mentions, things that made your list? We don't need to discuss them in depth, but that you thought like, hey, actually, this one was pretty good. Yeah. So I got, let's go with uh, three of those. Okay. Uh, so I have three honorable mentions. And we'll see if they're the same. The first one is Waitress. Yes. Yeah. Waitress was Sorry. Excellent. Did I just blow it out? No, you're fine. You're fine. I love yes! Waitress. Yes. Was it worse? Is that probably, but it's okay. Yes, we'll fix it in post. Uh, I thought waitress. Yes, 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 yes. I thought waitress was excellent, and this is the last time we're going to record with you being able to see the equalizer. Uh, I thought waitress was excellent. A great time in the theater too, just because they like serve little pies that you can buy that are and delicious. They piped in that pie smell. Yeah, they pipe in the pie smell, and. We almost died getting there. Yeah, that too. But that's such show, a relief. Yeah, that show was absolutely excellent and a lot of fun. And the, the Sarah flower, Bareilles, <laughs> write more musicals, please. Yeah, please write more. She we love the, it. The flower, sugar, butter. Yeah, it's just that so good. Through the whole show is excellent. That hook is just always there, and it's just so entertaining to listen to. Even though there's no sugar in pie crusts, it's yeah. okay. And I also did see that movie, and I also loved that movie. It also was a time in my life when I really liked like unresolved movie endings. Um, so the the no resolution or the resolution you're not quite happy with always felt more real to me. Um, so yeah, I had a great love for the movie, and then thought it turned into a pretty good musical. So that was one of my honorable mentions as well. The other one of my honorable mentions that I literally was like, is this going to be one of Rich's top three? It feels like it should be Spamalot. That's actually my next honorable mention as well. Yeah, I mean, listen, I do enjoy Monty Python. I just recently read Eric Idle's um, autobiography or his latest memoir, whatever you want to call it. Um, I struggle with it a little bit because as Rich mentioned, comedy is not really my like number one favorite thing. But this musical is hilarious. And when you put a comedy to musical, it's, it's just like, so much funnier. They play on the musical tropes. It's just so good. Yeah, the uh, the song that keeps getting higher and higher and higher. I uh, so being a person, is that, this is the song that goes like this. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, the 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 song that goes like this. So, I I was a music major and learning music theory, and then musical comedy, as in comedy based off of musical ideals and music theory gets to me and so then when you have a song like that in the middle of a musical by monty python telling the story of monty python and the holy grail kind of um it it was phenomenal and it was probably now the only production i've seen of this show Uh was at toby's dinner theater in columbia i was there yeah i was there you were there with me 
And we that went. Was, uh, that I was, saw it on Broadway. Yeah, that was probably... That's me dropping names yeah, and bombs. I know, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, right, the... So, the fun thing is that the music in that was was also written by the guys that wrote Susical, who also wrote the Once on This Island music <gasps> as well. Wait, was that based on a movie? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, don't tell me that was based on a movie. No. I've I've missed... Yeah, I don't think it was, but uh, they those guys they while Susical didn't do well, once on this island and Spamalot also contain a lot of just beautiful music and a lot of fun. They're both great shows. Okay, since we have the same ones, I don't know um, anymore. What do you got? Well, my last honorable Should mention. Should we say it together? No, we're not going to do that again. No, is um, the color purple. Oh. That's a really good one. Yeah. I thought the... So, I thought the music was beautiful. I forgot about and, it. And the songs and the, and, the, and the acting when we saw the tour was excellent. My biggest hang-up was I couldn't judge the, the movement of time because the production was mm. so minimal. So little was put into the set. It was very difficult to actually tell what was happening or see characters age or anything like that and i know that there's a large passage of time through that show through that story and i just it didn't felt compelled to me uh sometimes i'm the type of person that needs it spelled out right in front of me directly if i don't have any other contexts and so not being able to see that kind of stuff kind of threw me off but the singing and the the music was was beautiful and i loved it yeah that is a really good one i really do enjoy that i think the story is so powerful and again you really get that emotional through line that um in my opinion and it's one of the reasons why i really like musicals the music really heightens and lets you ride the highs and uh dwell in the lows when you're on an emotional journey with a character through musical yeah, sometimes also musicals, because of that, because they're using music to bring you along on that emotional journey, it helps you reflect on your own emotions and put things into perspective in that way as well. And that's that's another thing that sucks me into musicals as well. Is just, it's a way, it's a different way of being able to relate to the struggles of the characters, even if it's a silly movie or silly musical like like something rotten, it's still like the music can put you someplace that you didn't expect to go yourself. Okay, I'm going to go with one more. I'm going to change it up. I was going to say Beetlejuice, which I did enjoy, but I think I might go with, and I this is I asked you earlier on when we were like talking about this. Does it have, does the original content have to be a movie or can it have been a book or a play or something else before? And you were like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, as long as it was a movie before it became a musical and that original movie was not a musical movie. Oh God, now I don't know. You're going to have to tell me or we're going to have to Google it. I was going to say, Oliver, exclamation mark. No, I don't think the original movie was, I mean, it wasn't a musical. No. Because come on, y'all, food, glorious food. Food, glorious food. That's excellent. So good. Somewhere out there? That's from Oliver, right? No. Oh, no. That's Five Goes West. That's not even Five Goes West. That's in Five in American Tale? Yeah. Oh, no. What's the one he sings? Underneath the tree or something? I don't remember. Someone's waiting for me. Come on. 
What is that one? Love? Yeah. Does it come from up above? Yeah. Is it underneath the willow tree? Yeah. Something, something waiting for me. Yes. That's that it. one. Yeah. I was thinking of the right one. I just think I said the wrong thing. Yeah. Okay. You're right on. That's fine. This is uh, this is not an audition on Rich's part for playing the young child of Oliver and Oliver no, the musical. Absolutely not. Okay. All right. Um, let's wrap it up with a lot of stinkers. We don't need to dwell on them, but like maybe just give me a stinker and like a one sentence. Why was it a stinker? Ghost. Oh Good my God. God. I think that's enough. None of the songs made sense. No, I mean if you would have if you would have turned Ghost into a jukebox musical of Righteous Brothers songs, I'm there with you. Okay. I'm gonna say um ba 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 ba. There's a couple that I wanted to listen to as part of this, but I didn't get to. I'm gonna say King Kong. Mm, yeah. The puppet was good, but no. The puppet wasn't even all that good in my it's opinion. It's hard now. When you can just blatantly, openly see the operators of the puppet. That was cool, though. It was so It big. was cool. It was kind of cool. It was kind of big, but... No. Give me one more stinker. Jeez. Hmm. If you don't have one, it's okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I might also say... We saw this has not come on Broadway. There's no way to listen to it. There's nothing. You can't. It's done, right? They made a musical of the movie Dave. Oh, yeah. Which I love. And um, I loved the director. I loved all of it. And, like, the movie Dave is, like, one of my all-time favorites. I always think about it, even though it came out a long time ago. And it just did not, in the version we saw, which, like, likely not the final version, right? It just didn't capture the heart of that movie for me at all. It just was kind of blah. Yeah, I think I'm. Yeah, I that was I kind of I kind of blocked that out honestly. <laughs> I, you know, I I couldn't. I I have you ever seen the movie Dave? I had seen the movie Dave. I couldn't remember much of the movie Dave. And the musical didn't help me remember what I had remembered seeing from Dave. So yeah. I felt it was that far off. Gotcha. Um, I do have one more stinker. Okay, go. And it's kind of a personal stinker to Uh-oh. me. And that is a Christmas story. Oh, that was on my list too as a stinker. I just didn't I, do it. I loved the movie so much. I And then... I had high, such high hopes for the movie and I know it was the, the music or the musical and I know the music was done by the same guys that did um, Dear Evan Hansen. Pasek and Paul, but don't judge me yeah. on my pronunciations. Yeah, so the only only song in that show that really I think was great is the 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 Ralphie song with the cowboy and the BB gun, the the... It's kind I mean, of like a Western kind of yeah. sounding song. I can't remember what it's called now. No. That was the only real song that I kind of enjoyed. And then I enjoyed, too, the the Fox 
was it Fox that did the live on TV yes. one version of I it? I think so. They added an extra know. song for Anna Gasteyer, the Jewish song that she oh, sang. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I thought that song was hilarious, and that's not actually in the show. The musical. If, if you go and see this musical at like your local community theater in November or something like that, or even the tour, it's not going to be there. And you're going to be sad because that's the best song besides the, the Ralphie cowboy song. Yeah. I think I was like hesitant about this category at first, just because it's so hard to say that you want to pick your favorite musical. That was a movie that was never a musical before. Um, but there actually are so many of these dating back over to a wide variety of times. The Wikipedia list I found, which didn't even have some of these on it that we picked as our tops, um, had like a bunch of other ones like Flame Is. Does that count in this category? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if South Pacific counts. I don't know it was made into a movie before it was a musical, but it was originally a book. Some other notable ones that closed quickly include Big Fish and Amelie, Rocky, Tootsie, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Shrek. Shrek was a book and it was a movie. The movie wasn't really a musical. The movie so, technically yeah. wasn't a musical. Yeah. Um, I've never seen Legally Blonde or really listened to it, but I do want to do that at some point. Uh, and then other ones that are sort of on tour now too include Mrs. Doubtfire and we saw Groundhog Day and Sunset Boulevard and Almost Famous just closed very quickly on Broadway. But I think we probably should round this out with saying that there is a movie musical that is transferring to Broadway this summer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got, it's transferring from London and it's got some pretty good reviews, um, some good feedback. Surprising, surprisingly surprising, good. Surprisingly good reviews. Um, and that, and that one is Back to the Future. So yeah. only time will tell if Rich and I will get tickets to see that. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, uh, there's one really, really big one. Uh-oh. That we have not talked about at all. I have a lot more on my list. I just didn't say them. Hairspray. Oh. And cult. we're even like outside of Baltimore. I know. Cult classic musical. Oh, no. Cult classic movie turned into huge musical. Yeah. That show was massive. Yeah. Uh, and having been living in Baltimore at the time, oh, boy. And that original movie was one of my mom's favorite movies. My Aww. mom was a huge John Waters fan. Oh, my gosh. You would not have ever expected that if you ever met her, but she loved John Waters, everything he did. So, nice. Uh, Hairspray, though. We kinda, that is a good one. Yeah, it's a good one, but I, I don't think it was better than any of the ones I named or that you named. Yeah, I mean, again, this is a non-scientific list based solely on our own opinions and our own brains. And there are many out there that I've not seen the movie or I've not listened to the cast recording for. So I think this brings us to the part where I'm like, hey, what are your so tops? Like, we'd love to hear them. Absolutely. So we have a Twitter. We have a Twitter. At so top with Bryn and Rich. And that is S-O-T-O-P-W-I-T-H-B-R-Y-N-N-E. A-N-D-R-I-C-H. Please never spell that again. <laughs> I'm spelling it every time. Never spell it so again. top with Brennan Rich and Brennan is, is spelled with a Y-N-N-E in there. So 
tweet at us. Let us know. Okay, the Twitter handle might have to change that. Actually, That's I don't think so that long. is our Twitter handle. That's I not even our Twitter, our Twitter handle. <laughs> I think our Twitter handle actually I think it's just is, is at So Top Podcast. So Top Podcast. I screwed that I up. I was going to say, like, I really don't think our names <laughs> are in it. That's staying in the cut. Please leave it in. Never spell at, it again, though. At So Top Podcast. At So Top Podcast. Tweet at us the things that you like, things that you don't like, things that you enjoyed and that are books or musicals. And also just message us the things that you felt were so top for you. And uh, we might read them on the air if you do so. Yeah, Laura, you can just text us though. Yeah, Laura, you can text us. We have a group text. It's and, cool. and Tim, if you decide to listen... You can just G-chat me. That's fine. Tim's not listening. Tim, Sorry. Tim might it's about be. musicals. He doesn't like them. Yeah. Well, too bad. Uh, you don't like wrestling, but you listen to ours, so he can listen to this, even though yeah, he doesn't like musicals. I was going to say, he's not married to you, though. No, that's true. I never told you you had to listen. So It's just, just who I am. There. It's just who I am. I appreciate it, and that's why I love you. All right. I love you, too. So that's our tagline, folks. You've yeah. heard it here. So top with Rich and Bryn. Tune in again. Um, probably not at the same time. Probably not on a regular schedule because we have a kid. Yeah. Wow. Parenting. Hashtag blessed. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Have a great one, people. So tough.